Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Eurotrip. Live from Liverpool. Hello and welcome to our penultimate, can you believe it, penultimate podcast from Liverpool. I'm Rob, he's Callum. Hello. He's James. Hello. And we are back with you once again, this time to react to the second semi-final of Eurovision 2023. We said all the time, it's such a cliche, but what a show. Yeah, what a show we've just seen. We were watching it in the village, semi-final number two, and another 10 songs have qualified direct to the final on Saturday night. Uh, I was going to say in no particular order, but I'm going to do them in the order which they were announced as qualified. So we've got... Uh, joining the previously announced on on Tuesday, we've got Albania, Cyprus, Estonia, Belgium, Austria, Lithuania, Poland, Australia, Armenia, and Slovenia. That sounded like more than 10. Was it 10? It sounded like you said about 15 of the 16 qualified. I think you said 10. But yeah, that now means that we have our finalists. We have the finalists of Eurovision 2023. It feels like a lifetime that we've been waiting for this. It always does at Eurovision. We get to about January, January and we think Eurovision is still months and months away, which it is. And then Well, not now it's not. N- well, it was in January. <laughs> <laughs> but now we've got our 26 finalists all confirmed. We've got 10 more tonight. And I think every single one of them deserves their place in that final on Saturday night. Well, we've got so much to come for you. We, of course, will have reaction from the Eurovision Village and from the press centre very, very shortly. We will also be finding out even more about Lorene's iconic nails here at Eurovision 2023. And we'll be bringing you the highlights of our first ever live event at Sugar and Dice, the board game cafe here in Liverpool. That's all to come. So here we are then in the village in the aftermath of semi-final number two of Eurovision. James Callum, another big night. Another huge night. I'm going to apologise now because I fear 
the same was on Tuesday. My voice is probably a bit huskier than it usually is because I've been poo poo pooing all night and singing along to everything else. What a night it's been here in the Eurovision Village. Such an open semi-final. Some arguably shock results, but I'm not sure what quantifies a shock result in semi-final number two. Shall we have a chat with some of the people that were here in the village watching the second semi-final? So who have we got with us? Hi, I'm Leanne. Hello, Leanne. Uh, Leanne, are you a Utrecht podcast listener? I am, yes. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, Leanne, who are your favourites tonight? Australia, Austria, Slovenia, and all through. All through. Were there any that you were disappointed not to see make it through? Are you, are you happy? You're content? No, I'm happy. Happy. We went to watch the family show this afternoon. It was amazing. Everyone was amazing. So much better watching it live. Sorry. Yeah, tell us about the atmosphere in here, because I've been in here today, I was in here on Tuesday. The atmosphere is just incredible, it's isn't it? It's so good. Everyone's like really buzzing for it. We're all dancing. It's, it's just so good. Honestly, amazing. We're here on Saturday to watch the grand final, and I cannot wait. Who do you want to win on Saturday? Oh, it's difficult. <laughs> Finland. Leanne, thank you so much for listening, and keep listening to the podcast. Thank you for stopping. Thank you so much, it was nice to meet you. Who else can we find? Hello sir, an Iceland fan. Uh, yeah, no, um, not too happy now. No. What went wrong this evening? Were you pleased with Dilliao's performance? Yeah, she was amazing. But like, I don't know, I don't know. If, the, if there's anything we know about the Icelandic people and Eurovision, you will still be partying hard on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm not Icelandic myself, I'm actually Norwegian. But I, ju I, I just love Dilia this year, I just love the song. So therefore, she's my first place this year. So I'm going to party anyways with Alessandra on Saturday. Well, let's talk about that. How do you feel about Alessandra's chances on Saturday? Uh, we could win, uh, but I would say 100% top 10, uh, probably top 5, could be top 3, small chance of winning. Thank you very yeah. much for stopping. <laughs> and where are you watching on Saturday? Uh, I'm going to watch in the media center. I'm right. a press, so yeah. Ah, fantastic. Oh, <laughs> well, we're going to party hard there. Yeah. As you should. Thank you for stopping. Thank you. I've just found somebody who's wearing an Austrian flag on their yes. back. Are you actually Austrian? No, I'm not. I'm from Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> I am from Glasgow. Scotland's close. <laughs> it's close yeah, enough. No, you must be very happy then. You've got an Austrian flag on yeah. your back. Austria qualified. How happy were you to see them qualify? I'm so chuffed. Uh, po, 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 po. It, it's a great song. It's a good song. It's Has good this song. been one of your favourites ever since it first got released? Yeah, I think so. Uh, there's been so many great songs this year and but yeah Austria has been a real favorite so yeah what was the atmosphere like in this village was it the first time or were you here on Tuesday uh, we were actually in the stadium on Tuesday but um, yeah no the atmosphere was pretty good in here I think Finland edged it on on Tuesday that that was a that was a great atmosphere on Tuesday but um, yeah no I think um, Austria's also got a good chance on on Saturday night so that's my last question how do you think Terra and Selena are gonna do on Saturday <sighs> it's it's uh, yeah it's it's, a, it's a, yeah there's there's a lot there's a lot to, to decide on Saturday and I think the staging and I think um, the big six have got a uh, you know big five and Ukraine have got a a, a big um, influence on Saturday and depending on what they're staging they could win so UK I don't I've, I've been asked several times about the UK they could win they they could win um, yeah yeah Molly it, it, no um, May Miller could win yeah so I don't know yeah. 
Thanks for stopping your chat anyway. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a good so night. We found somebody here in the Eurovision village who has a Spanish flag <laughs> on their back. Are you actually Spanish? Yes? Yes, I am. Yes. We've just seen Blanca Paloma performing during the semi-final. What did you make of her performance there? She's great and I think she's going to win Eurovision uh, because she's amazing. And it's for the first time Spain really bring like Spanish culture over uh, because sometimes we sing in English or we sing like uh, pop songs and stuff like that. But this year we bring a little bit of flamenco culture down there. So I believe like, uh, you know, it's great. it's great. Do you think last year Chanel, who came very close to winning, do you think she changed the Eurovision game in Spain? Yes, she actually changed a lot, but because Spanish people have like a very low expectation about winning, but after Chanel, like I think Spanish people are like have high hopes about like you know what? If we actually take it seriously, we can win one year. So hopefully, oh, this. Hang on, we've got somebody else with a Spanish flag on. What what are you saying about about Blanca? Blanca is the best, the best voice, the best performance, and the best of this year. Not Lorraine, not Carca, not anyone. Spain is the real winner this year. I think this might be a stupid question to ask, but are Spain, Spain going to win Eurovision this year? Of course, I hope. <laughs> there you have it. I hope. I hope that uh, we feel that Yamala sense. Yamala vibes. Yamala vibes, yes. Awesome. Thanks very much for chatting. Thank you very much. And one final word from the Eurovision Village from someone who I'm sure will be very happy. The song went down very well. He's qualified. I'm talking about Gustav. And Belgium. You were in a Belgium flag. Absolutely. Yeah, no. I'm very, very happy that he made it through. Um, yeah. But I mean, the second the song played, I think, here in the village, you could feel that it was going to because the energy was amazing. Where are you from? Because, I mean, am I... I'm right in not sensing a Belgian accent. I, I am from Belgium. Oh, take it all back. <laughs> yeah, you know, we have different accents. Um, no, I, I'm from Belgium, from Brussels. Um, came to Liverpool specifically to, to watch the contest. I saw the jury show last night. So, um, yeah, and it was great to then experience the semi-final and have us actually qualify today as well. <laughs> What's it like seeing just how much fans of all the other countries in not just the semi-final but everyone else that was here tonight what's it like seeing how much they enjoy your song i mean it was great but i think you know it's, it's such a joyous song so it was in a way you know expected and um yeah but it's also just it's generally really fun to be here and yeah you have people with belgian flags some of them are belgian some of them are not and that's part of the fun of it as well <laughs> how do you think he's gonna do in the final i mean i'm hoping Top 10, we'll see. Um, you never know if it's in the right spot, the right vibe. We could go all the way. <laughs> could go all the way. Brussels 2024, we'll see you there. Hopefully, yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for chatting. Thank you. So then, that is plenty of fans that we've caught up with here in the village. Yeah, it gives us a real perspective on what people enjoyed here in the village, what went down well with the crowd. A real good mix of songs tonight. I do want to say I am very disappointed we didn't bump into an Armenian fan and I'll tell you why. Everybody loves a Eurovision stat, right? And I'll give you one. <laughs> Armenia qualified for the final from second place in the running order. That's the first time that's happened in a Eurovision semi-final since Nathan Trent for Austria in 2017. First time in six years. You can have that for free, everybody. Well, I, do you know what? 
Let's play top trumps. Oh, for goodness sake, you two. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you one more. Estonia have now become the country with the most qualifications to the final from a semi-final overtaking Ukraine. I'll give you another one. I won't. I've got I'm, nothing. Oh, wait. I've got another one for no, you. We don't want it. Right. We're going to the press centre and maybe we'll let James tell you his facts. See you soon. When you aren't listening, find us on social media. Add Eurotour Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. So as you can hear, we've walked from the village here into the press centre where, as we've said many times, we've spent a lot of the week. We're going to hear from the winners and the losers in the next few minutes. Callum? Yeah, absolutely right. We've been in the village. We've heard from some very happy fans, some unhappy fans, and we're going to try our best to see who we can find here in the media centre to sum up the emotions, sum up how everybody's feeling, the good and the bad tonight. Well, talking of the fans, talking of the good, let's hear from one of the friends of the Eurotrip podcast. We heard from her on yesterday's episode. So this is Liv from Aussie Vision, our friends over in Australia. Now, this is Liv's reaction when they found out that Voyager had qualified for the grand final. I don't think, after hearing that, Liv is going to be able to contribute to any audio content for Aussie Vision for at least a week, would you say? I think that's probably right. I'm very excited to see her in the press co- Very excited to see her in the press room tomorrow and find out what her voice sounds like. Talking of the press room, though, James is catching up with some people who might not be as happy as Liv, unfortunately. So let's cross over to James now. As you can hear, the winner's press conference is currently taking place. Let's go to James. Uh, we've made it back into the press centre then and I've managed to catch up with some people with Danish flags in front of them, but they are from the national broadcaster in the Faroe Islands, which of course is where Riley is from. I'm chatting to Una. Uh, you guys must be quite disappointed tonight. Nah, we're all right because uh, I just uh, received a message from Riley. He's on his way back uh, to the hotel. He's, uh, he's tired now, but he's he's kind of uh, he did his best. He he was um, really um, uh, satisfied with his performance, and he thought he had a great show. And he's uh, like. Uh, yeah, so it was good to hear that he was like really cheerful and uh, he was not downbeat at all. So onwards, he said to us, so, so it's great to, to hear that it's okay. But okay, we would have loved to have him in the final. And I think he had a song uh, that uh, deserved to get the all the way, uh, go all the way. But uh, it's been really special for us. It's first time ever a Fair Islander is in the Eurovision uh, Solist. Uh, so it's, it's been great and he's been breaking new ground. So. How special is it that the Faroe Islands have finally been represented at the Eurovision Song Contest? It's very, very special. Uh, singing in the Faroe Islands, music is huge. It's uh, like uh, folklore is uh, tra- transmitted through singing and it's we sing all the time. So it's a really big in the Faroe Islands and, uh, and it's really great to see that we can make it all the way. We, uh, a few uh, Faroe artists have tried before, Riley. But he's the first one that made it all the way, and we're very proud of Riley. He's really, really—he's done so much on his own with nothing from a 
from his uh, from the from the basement of the, his parents' house. He's built a career and he's got a uh, record uh, deal with the uh, Atlantic Records. He's here at the uh, Eurovision, so he's come a long way. This is not the uh, the end of Riley. It's the beginning. It's just a, uh, the first step. Uh, yeah, yeah, just a start. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing what Riley does next. Uh, very quickly on 2024, so next year, uh, Denmark won't have qualified to the final since 2019. What what does Denmark have to do next year? Yeah, I think this year they've done the right thing to to send Riley. It's an uh, international pop uh, song. It's a pop artist, uh, a social media personality. So they're they're moving in the right direction. Then it's always uh, something about what what the trends are, uh, uh, what is trending. Uh? I didn't see Albania going to the final. I must admit, uh, but uh, then again, this is uh, Eurovision. You never know. But uh, Denmark, Denmark needs to shape up uh, and uh, and start to think more about uh, an international audience. Uh, but they've done this with Riley. I think it's the right choice. Didn't make it, but. Maybe the next uh, next Danish uh, artist that comes along can build on uh, on the same uh, uh, foundation that uh, Riley has, uh, has uh, put down because it was really a good performance, really good show. I think really good. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us for no, a chat. No worries. You're listening to the Euro Trip live from Liverpool. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. So this is the Eurotrip Podcast live from Liverpool, our penultimate episode here from the host city of Eurovision 2023. And here we are reacting to the semi-final two results. And James, you've just heard there from, I'm going to call them losers, which sounds brutal, but it sounds like they're really proud of Riley on the Faroe Islands. Yeah, absolutely. It's the first time the Faroe Islands have been represented at Eurovision. For them, it's just great to be showcasing what their music scene is all about. So I think they were happy to be represented and maybe we'll get the Faroe Islands back at Eurovision in the future. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Would they be able to host, do you think? Uh, what, 55,000 people? Uh, yeah, maybe. I think they could give it a good go. Yeah, 55,000 puffins, maybe. <laughs> So we've heard from the winners there, we've heard from Liv from Aussie Vision, or at least her reaction, and we've also heard from the Faroe Islands in Denmark, who will not be joining us in the grand final. Should we start looking ahead then to the grand final of Eurovision 2023? Yeah, as we're chatting, the winners' press conference is still on. We found out the half of each final that everyone's going to perform in, but we still haven't got the running order. So if you're listening to this now, I'm sure you can head online. You've probably seen the running order by now. But yeah, we can have a little look ahead to somebody who's going to be in the grand final. Yeah. Now, we've been mentioning Loreen over the last few days. Of course, one of, if not actually the favourite to win Eurovision this year. But one of the most iconic parts of her stage outfit, stage costume, stage look this year are those iconic nails. It's something we mentioned on the podcast yesterday. Well, James, we're going to tell a very, very quick story about Lorene's nails, shall we? Because we have found out where Lorene gets her nails taken off after each live show. I didn't think I'd be saying that. So she can actually live a normal life in between performances. Yeah, we mentioned this the other day, how we wanted to find out who actually does her nails. We found the person who takes them off. Is that good enough? It's some incredible detective work, if I do say so ourselves. So, if you've ever wondered, maybe you have when you're watching Eurovision and you see Lorene perform Tattoo, if you've ever wondered what happens to those nails after she comes off the stage and goes back to a hotel, well, I found a man that can help. So, 
I've been on a very special Eurovision mission this week because, of course, one of the most iconic, I would say, looks of this year's contest is Lorene from Sweden and those very, very impressive nails. Well, I've got someone with me who can tell me a little bit more about them or at least the challenges of maybe removing them. Hello, sir. What's your name? Uh, my name's Kenny. I work for L1 Nails. And, uh, and yeah, their, their management reached out to us emails about Lorene's nails and, and needing help to remove them afterwards because it takes them a few hours and we're, we're pretty professional. We, we get them off in a, in a couple of, not minutes, but a good, good half an hour will do. When I tell you they were long, they were, they were long. Yeah, it was, was it a challenge? Eh, a little bit. We, we had to bring our portable drills, we had to bring our files, we had to bring all that. And, and yeah, she's, uh, we got to meet her, we, we got to spend time with her and, and she's such, such a lovely, lovely woman. She's when you think of Eurovision, you think you think of Lorene, like she's so nice as well. I got to meet her yesterday, and yeah, she's she's amazing. So when you talk about the type of equipment you need to take down, and that you know, as you said, you know, it's a bit of a challenge to get them off. Just how much work is involved in getting off those nails? Because we've all seen them on social media, and they're they're pretty impressive. They're pretty long. Uh, yeah. So they're, they're those nails. They're customized to fit exactly her nails. They've like measured her nails and everything, and the dimensions and. And yeah, they're them. Wow, they're they're incredible. When when you see them in person, we were like we were literally holding hands with her. We were like so close to her, and um, yeah, they're wow. We had to we had to fill up a backpack. We had to put all uh, nail equipment. We had to put in like drills, files, uh, cutters. We had to we had to even buy buy some from um. We had to order some in like big extra cutters just just so we could clip them because because ours wasn't doing it. We tried ours and they weren't working. So uh, we brought all them down. We we even we tried soaking them off first, but but they didn't. They, they weren't soaking off. So we had to we had to whip out the drills in the end just to get them off because she's a uh, she was spent she spent all day in the in the arena getting ready so it was a long day and and even at eleven o'clock at night she was she was really she was really lively and still chatting to us and and yeah we just had to get out the drills in the end and just file them all off. It's interesting because you get to see these artists in kind of a unique headspace for them because they're kind of off duty when you get to see them when you're working with them when you're as you've been mentioning taking off Lorene's nails presumably are you doing this at the hotel. Uh, yeah, so so uh, she's staying pretty pretty local. I, I won't say which hotel, but she's she's staying pretty local. And and yeah, we just travel there when she finishes. We're waiting for her, and then um, when when she's ready, we go into a room, um, get all the equipment out, lay it all out, uh, bring our own takeoff bowls, soak soak them off. Um, and yeah, it's it it's it's not it's not being too bad. She's uh, she's lovely, like I've said. So. Ever seen any nails quite like it in uh, in your many years working in the business? Uh, no, no, they they're. Uh, they're amazing. Them, I think she's got uh, someone from back in Sweden that that customizes them like to how to how they look and the outfit that she's wearing as well. She she was showing me pictures and stuff on her phone. I was like, wow, like just amazed, amazed by them. They're they're unreal. Not not unlike we can do as well. Uh, I'm I'm glad I'm only taking them off and not doing them because they're they're literally like amazing. I, I even I even tried to ask um, Lorene, can, can I keep can I keep this for like a souvenir? But but she said no. She said no. I tried I tried to ask, but might try again tonight. <laughs> Kenny, thank you so much for chatting. It's been absolutely brilliant to uh, find out more about what's been happening behind the scenes here in Liverpool. So thank you so much. No worries. Um, been a pleasure. Um, let's, let's go Sweden. Let's go Lorena. Let's go. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to The Eurotrip, live from Liverpool. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. A huge thank you to Kenny there from L1 Nails here in Liverpool. And Kenny has kindly said that we can get our nails done before the grand final for free. We can get some flags painted on there. So uh, I think I might be taking him up on that offer. I think we all have to, surely. We, I think we owe it to him. Uh, what flags do you think you're going to get on your nails? Oh, I couldn't possibly say. I don't know. Maybe a bit of Finland, a bit of Sweden. Get the two favourites on there. Bit of, bit of the UK, bit of Maymuller on there. Maybe it's a bit of Ukraine as well. I think we've got to, we've got to honour that as well. Um, you said Austria. Yeah, I think we'll go for a bit of Austria as well. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say Austria at all, actually. But yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Callum, we have to, before we wrap up the podcast today, because we're going to finish the podcast by hearing the highlights of our brilliant live event at Sugar and Dice, the board game cafe here in Liverpool. We're going to get those highlights and hear from the people that joined us very, very shortly. But we have to give a big shout out. We have to give, or at least award, the title of Liverpool legend today to one special man. Liverpool legend, absolutely. I don't think we've ever had a star listener on the podcast before. Uh, but it, the first one has to go to a man called John McCormick. Hello, John. Hello, John. And hello, John's family. Yeah, John's family as well. Um, that name probably doesn't mean a lot to uh, most of you guys listening right now, but John McCormick is probably, in fact, yes, let's say, Liverpool's best taxi driver. Uh, Rob and I got a taxi from our hotel in Liverpool to the media centre earlier on today. Uh, we got in the car. Uh, Rob forgot a uh, charger, so he had to dash back inside the hotel. John very kindly waited behind. And then John drove us to the media centre. He got very, very close, closer than he probably should have, to the media centre. John nearly caused a security breach here at the arena, is what nearly happened there. Yeah, there were some stony-faced police officers looking at, uh, looking at John. And uh, we are going to say that, or rather should have said that, more quietly, because Martin Green, the managing director of BBC Revision, has just walked past. John, we're going to try not to get you in trouble, I promise. Uh, but he waited outside the press sender while we dropped some bits off so we could then go back to the village which john then took us to uh with 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 no extra charge we couldn't have asked for any better service you're listening to the euro trip live from liverpool when you aren't listening find us on social media at euro trip podcast on twitter and instagram our first ever star listener liverpool legend the brilliant John from Liverpool. But before all of that happened, 
We had a lovely afternoon, James, did we not? We did. We managed to put on our first ever live event, something that we've been teasing since about October when I flippantly said there should be an event for you Vision fans that isn't all about partying. So that's exactly what we did this afternoon. We took over the Sugar and Dice Board Game Cafe here in Liverpool with our listeners and a panel of brilliant experts just for a bit of a sedate, chilled, lovely, friendly, warm afternoon here in Liverpool. Everybody played some board games and James... A brilliant panel joined us. They did indeed. We invited along Toby Eck from Afton Blarded, Emma Kelly, one of the best entertainment journalists, and Nikki French, who represented the UK in 2000. The legendary Nikki French. You're going to hear from those three very, very shortly, but we thought we'd bring you the highlights. We thought we'd bring you some of the conversations we had with our brilliant listeners. Maybe you were there. Maybe we spoke to you. Maybe you're listening to this right now. It was brilliant to meet so many of you. And here's what happened earlier on today. You're listening to The Eurotrip, live from Liverpool. So hello everybody and welcome to our very first live event here at Sugar and Dice in Liverpool. Welcome to The Eurotrip and Friends. Yes, we're here with some listeners who are in the cafe right now. Who have we got first of all? Uh, So I'm Kira. Kira and... Mark. Kira and Mark... Long-time listeners of the podcast, or are you relatively new? Discovered it around January, but now very much a regular Wednesday morning listener. <laughs> so first thing on a Wednesday morning, how about yourself? I, I listen to it with her. We work when we're working home together. Oh, look at that. Listen together. I'm fascinated by people that listen to the podcast together. Is it uh, one ear each? Is it a smart speaker? What is it? Yeah, we usually put it on the soundbar. Uh, I think one ear each might be a bit too intimate. <laughs> <laughs> and how was this afternoon with uh, with the guests who we had on the panel? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I thought it was incredible. It's good to get uh, people's different takes, especially on what's like in the press centre, because I've always kind of wondered what it was like in there. And to see that, like, you know, it's like, it's so hectic in there as well. Like, you know, it's kind of like, I, I imagine it's kind of like covering an election, because we've seen press centres like that before. Like, you know. So we've now sat ourselves down, because it's a busy afternoon, and we thought we'd make ourselves comfortable and we'll have a chat with some of our other lovely listeners that are here with us this afternoon. Hello, sir. What's your name? Where do you come from? Feels like a dating show, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm Matthew. I'm coming from Ireland. I'm Matty. I'm from Sheffield. Uh, I'm Danny. I'm from Manchester. I'm Alice. I'm from Bournemouth. And I'm Sophie and I'm from Bournemouth. Uh, and I'm James and I'm from the Eurotip podcast. And who are, you, who are you looking for tonight, sir? Uh, tonight? In the... What's tonight? I've lost track of what... You've ruined, you've ruined the whole dating thing. You've ruined the whole dating thing. Oh, well, kicking off then, how long have you been listening to the podcast for? Well, I've been listening since the very start. The very, very, very start, as in, like, Nikki French, who was on the panel today, very start. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I was wondering who was going to be on the panel. I, the first thought I had was Nikki French. I was like, it has to be one of the originals. So, yeah, no, I'm delighted that she was here. Pleased to deliver, pleased to deliver, pleased to deliver. I've been listening, I say, for the past year. Um, and, yeah, it's just a great, great podcast. Get all the information I need, great interviews. And yeah, absolutely love it. All the information you need. <laughs> When me and James have remembered to write the news, <laughs> which doesn't happen very often. It's not a deliberate thing that we forget. It's just like, we're busy. We're busy, that's the problem. <laughs> uh, who should we go to next? I'm going to go to Pink Bucket Hat over there. Uh, because, uh, forgive me, I've forgotten the name only because I've had to remember so many names this week. But I remember that you said to me before that you've got a croaky voice. And I just want to punish you a little bit more. Uh, what did you think about the panel that we've just had? Um, they were actually really interesting, like the stories they were telling us, like Nikki French telling about her experience from like Eurovision 2000, how it compares to now. It was interesting hearing like was Emma the like the press perspective. Crooky voice because Euro Club last night. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> Until what time? Five. <laughs> very impressive, very impressive. Well, me and James are in the Euroclub tonight, so good luck, everybody. Uh, uh, Matty, I've got to ask, your Eurovision winner, who's it going to be? For this year, I want to say Portugal. <laughs> I drew you said for this year, as if I'm going to say who's going to win 2026. <laughs> I can see the, the set of twins next to me who are celebrating as soon as Portugal is mentioned. Is this another fan favourite over here? It is for us. Um, I'm a big Portugal fan. They're my favourite Eurovision country and in the Eurovillage on Tuesday. When they were announced to qualify, I was literally like rolling around on the floor with happiness. <laughs> I was so happy. I, I wasn't sure she was going to make it, so I'm so happy. So, yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon and I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the week in Liverpool. Thank you. Thank you. So we've jumped to another table where there's another group of fans, another group of listeners who look like they're playing a board game, but I understand, Martin, that you've abandoned the game just to chat with each other. Uh, yes, it's sort of... If there's a lot of conversation, we can, we can uh, pick up a few cards, but, uh, yeah, I think it's going to take too long. <laughs> We're sort of we just end up chatting and we're quite happy. I, I, I don't want to be the one who forces the organised fun on the group. <laughs> now, you've never been on the podcast before, but you have been an integral part in the past because, long-time listeners may remember, the one-second song spreadsheet, you are the man. Yes, I am the man. I made it for you. I got. I was listening and was quite so baffled that you weren't keeping count. Uh, I, I considered, like, sort of keeping count for you and, like, going on Twitter every so often and give, giving you the scores, but I didn't really want to be that guy. So I thought I could sort of teach you, teach a man how to fish. Uh, There'd there, uh, you'd be able to fly by yourselves. Well, we're very thankful, aren't we? Honestly, Martin, I am very fearful that you hate us because every week we still struggle. And often we do sometimes use the spreadsheet. Now, I promise, but a lot of weeks behind the scenes, me and James say, what was the score last week? Or oh, should we listen back? So I just want to apologise to you in person. <laughs> no, it's all right. No, I, can't. I probably should admit something now as well. I've been still been keeping my spreadsheet going. <laughs> <laughs> and it now has extra columns as well as like son, country, artists, uh, whatever, year. Uh, it now has a column for what Rob and James think the score is <laughs> <laughs> and notes. So, James, you've been done out of one point, actually. You... OK, I can add it to the tally then. I don't think it's going to make much of a difference with the final <laughs> scores, is it? Uh, we've got Jamie with us as well. You've been at our uh, board game afternoon. You were here for the chat as well. What did you think about the panel? Um, yeah, really insightful, really. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to say, to be honest. It was just, it's just been a really interesting afternoon just to sort of like be around other people, like-minded people, really. Um, it's the first time I've actually been to any Eurovision event at all. So, um, yeah, j just really enjoyed it. And it wasn't a big part. It was a bit more civil as well. You, you didn't have to stay out late at night either. No, no. Well, well I've not been staying out late at night. Anyway, I'm, I live quite locally, so um, I live over on the Wirral. So I've been commuting here by train every day. Um, and my poor dog has been left at home most of the time. So... <laughs> Um, fortunately, I've got a dog sitter for today now, so um, he's uh, he's all well and happy. Um, but uh, yeah, there's been a lot of walking around for the last few days. Um, I know a lot of people have said that they like Liverpool for being a walkable city, but um, there's a bit too much walking been done <laughs> over the last few days. So um, so yeah, I'm glad of the, the three hour rest, really, just to sit down and have a bit of a, a chill time. <laughs> Now, John, I've got a very long reach here. I hope I can get the mic towards you. Uh, what have you thought about uh, this afternoon? Again, something a little bit different to all of the other the big party events, the ones that are late at night as well. What do you think of uh, the panel of Toby, Nikki and Emma? 
Oh, well, we know Nikki because we went to a lot of the London uh, Eurovision parties uh, in the past, her and Paddy hosting. So uh, she's been a major, major part of the experience and it's good to hear her opinions on uh, Eurovision in general, uh, as well as being a great host. And she's just so much fun, isn't she? Isn't she just one of the most likeable artists to have ever done the Eurovision Song Contest? Oh, yeah. I mean, she's always game for a laugh. I mean, when her and Paddy... Well, they, I think they might still do it. I haven't been for a few years because of COVID and all that. But when I saw them together, there were lots of banter, lots of jokes about each other. So uh, she's always up for a laugh and sort of really adds to the experience of Eurovision. Guys, thank you so much for coming. Really, really appreciate it. We've been talking about them. We've been talking about Nikki and Toby and Emma, who joined us for the panel. Shall we hear from them? Here's what happened when we caught up with them after we'd been chatting here at the event this afternoon. So we've just finished a brilliant panel discussion at the event, joined by three fantastic guests, joined by Emma Kelly, entertainment journalist. Emma, hello. Hello. Thank you for having us. Toby Eck from Aftonbladet. Toby, never off the podcast. Hello. I, I never want to go, go off it. I want to be on it every time. <laughs> and the brilliant and second ever guest we had on the Eurotrip podcast from the United Kingdom 2000, Nikki French. Hello. Hello. And I'm not at all bitter that I wasn't the first ever guest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was the first guest? <laughs> we won't talk about it. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for, for coming down, being part of the event. Have you enjoyed yourself? Absolutely. It's been great fun, hasn't it? Oh, it's been amazing and it's just great to be able to talk about Eurovision with people who've been involved in that and people who are so passionate about it seeing a room of people who are as passionate as I am. <laughs> Toby, how did it feel you getting asked the questions this time? Because normally as a journalist, you're asking the questions <laughs> this time, you're on the other side of it. I had to bite my tongue to not go in with follow-ups all the time because there were so much things that I just wanted to, 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 to ask more about. Got to ask as well, how are the three of you finding Liverpool? How, are you, how have you been finding the week? I mean, Nicky, you've been incredibly busy. It, it, yes, it's starting to tell. Um, yes, I think I'm going to need a week off when I get home. But uh, it's... Uh, I, I, words escape me with Liverpool. It Genuinely, it has been so welcoming and so positive and I have there is not a negative thing to say they have been exemplary in how they've executed everything the security guys the the police everyone is friendly and helpful the volunteers are wonderful it's it's just so well done and the BBC as well I have to give them credence everything is Ukraine in in mind everything's been done with ukraine in mind um and with them included and it's just been fantastic and there's been so much for everybody to be involved with so if you couldn't get into a certain thing there was something else that you could go to or something else or something else there is so much for people to see and do and be part of and it's it's been brilliant I mean, you've just arrived. You've still got all this to look forward to. I know, it's great. I'm like taking notes. Uh, I think um, Nikki's absolutely right. I think a lot of the Eurovisions, when you go, if you go over to the city and you don't have a ticket, there's not that much for you to maybe to do. Whereas even from the few hours that I've been here, we have been taking pictures. We have been meeting people. We have seen so much. And it's so lovely to have Ukraine involved in such a big way, having the different songbirds around the city. And it's been so beautiful. I cannot wait to be here for the next few days. I just think it's going to be probably the best one I've been to, definitely. 
got to finish the chat with the three of you by asking your predictions for the winner of Eurovision 2023. Toby, I'm going to go to you first because I feel like it might be an obvious answer from you. <laughs> Sweden. Why? Why Sweden over Finland? Um, she has the biggest hit of this year. It's uh, it's it streamed over a million, uh, 50 million times already, and she has an amazing performance. So I don't. I think that Lorraine will be unbe- unbeatable. Uh, Nikki, what about you? Who's your eye on for the final? Oh gosh, um, there are so many. It, you know, it's it's that usual thing where when the countries first start announcing their their entries people start saying oh it's going to be the worst year ever and by now everyone's saying oh it's the best year ever um so there are some quality songs there are some very bad quality songs um but yeah i think sweden's going to be up there finland's going to be up there i hope that um slovenia and france are up there and obviously the uk we haven't even mentioned the uk (laughs) And finally, Emma, what about you? Um, there's a lot of songs I love. I love Sweden. I love France. Uh, but it's Finland for me. It's crazy. It's party. <laughs> it's, I just think it's going to really suit the mood of Europe. And I think a lot of people who maybe didn't watch Eurovision before, because there's going to be a lot of people this year who have never watched Eurovision, who are watching Eurovision now. And I think that will be the song that gets them into it. So I'd be happy with Sweden, but my heart is with Finland. Fantastic. Guys, thank you so much for joining us here at Sugar and Dice, our first live event for the podcast. And I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of what Liverpool has to offer this week. Thank you thank and you. happy Eurovision. Happy Eurovision. Yes. <laughs> when you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotour Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And just like that, the penultimate episode of the Eurotrip live in Liverpool is in the books it's done and dusted and we are back tomorrow for one final episode here from liverpool it's our huge grand final preview i've lost count of how many interviews and how many guests we've got to come your way so if it's a big one it's a reason there's a reason for that because we want to bring you as much content as possible ahead of the grand final throughout the week we have been doing all these interviews and we've said that's one for the grand final preview that's one for the grand final preview we've kept doing it there are so many to come There are so many. Like you said, it is a bumper episode. We've saved the best for last, as we should have. If you're listening now and you want the best preview to tomorrow night's Eurovision Grand Final, the Eurotrip is the place to be. There are so many big names involved in this. We are celebrating Ukraine. We are chatting to one of the big contenders to take home the trophy on Saturday night as well. There is so much to look forward to, so make sure you join us. And also, have to say once more, John, you're a legend. John, the taxi driver that we mentioned earlier on. Uh, Kenny at L1 Nails, you're a legend. And also, Rachel. We should mention Rachel. She was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. She's the owner of the Sugar and Dice Ball Game Cafe, and she did a brilliant job hosting us. So, uh, Rachel and the rest of the team down there, thank you so much, and lovely to meet so many of you down there earlier on. Absolutely. So until we join you for our grand final episode tomorrow, don't forget you can keep in touch with us online. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, as well as TikTok. Hello at EurotripPodcast.com on the email. And you can read all of our exclusive stories, of which there's been many this week, on EurotripPodcast.com as well. Subscribe, leave a review and rate us five stars. For me, James, it's goodbye. For me, Rob, it's goodbye. And for me, Callum, it's goodbye.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.